This is episode number 43 of the Aging Academy Podcast. Welcome to the Aging Academy Podcast, sharing the information we need to discover how to grow older without getting old. And here's your host, who turns this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Moat. Welcome back to the Aging Academy Podcast, where we learn how to grow older without ever getting old. This podcast series discusses the many issues and topics that help us to optimize and inspire the forward path of our lives. And you are listening to episode number 43. I am not the only one that wants to change how our culture views getting older so that we can take advantage of our years of experience and the wisdom that is embedded in our generation. Today I have the honor of talking to one of those at the forefront of changing how we see aging. Her podcast shows us just how much power remains in this chapter of our lives. Her name is Gail Zugerman. And she produces the Growing Older with Gusto podcast, which turns around all the misconceptions and stereotypes we have about the aging process and the later stages of our lives. Like me, she loves talking to our inspiring olders to learn the lessons they can impart to us. Since this is a passion that Gail and I share, we decided we would discuss on air some of the things that we've both learned by engaging with those who are aging successfully around us. We explore questions such as how successfully aging people view the future they have left, and Gail offers five keys that are essential factors for those of us wishing to join the ranks of wise elders. This conversation will tune you in to the small improvements we all can make in our lives to master our aging process. And you won't want to miss the part of the conversation where Gail discusses how anyone can make the transition from an ordinary past to an extraordinary future. This conversation will surely inspire an upgrade in your thinking as to how you see yourself on your forward path. But before I get into that conversation, let me remind everyone about the Aging Academy show notes pages on the website. Each episode of this podcast has its own dedicated show notes page on the Aging Academy website. And finding these show notes pages is fairly easy once you know the episode number that you are looking for. For example, this is episode number 43. So to find the show notes page for this episode on our website, you would simply use the URL theagingacademy.com or one word with no spaces forward slash TAA43. That's it. So as long as you know the podcast episode number, then you automatically know the show notes pages on the website for that particular episode. The show notes page for each episode typically contains additional information and links related to the topic matter of the episode. 
You can sometimes find offers from the podcast guests, and more importantly, you can join the Insiders Club for the Aging Academy, which will help strengthen your ability to grow older without ever getting old. You can also leave comments and opinions on the show notes pages as well. I love receiving comments and try to interact with each one of them. But you can contact me directly with the email address lee at theagingacademy.com. I will be sure to get back with you. And now let's jump right into my chat with Gail Zugerman, the host of the Growing Older with Gusto podcast. So I wanted to understand how you started. You produce a podcast called Growing Older with Gusto. Um, and I want to see if you can give me the history of this podcast, how it started for you and what encouraged you to do this. You know, it's sure before you answer, I am intrigued with all the people who are trying to change the dialogue of aging. And that's how you and I met because mm-hmm. we recognize each other as trying to change what is normally seen when it comes to older kindred folks spirits, as they say. Exactly. So, so how did your efforts start, Gail? It started a long time ago. I have had the great fortune to have had a lot of longevity in my family. Several grandparents live well into their nineties. My father passed away seven years ago at age 97. So um, I had a lot of time to think about the fact that I may hopefully get to live a long time. And what is it about getting older that is um, is sort of intriguing to people? And it's sometimes uh, kind of scary. And I know that um, I started writing a book back during the 2008 recession about this. And I really feel that older people are like little treasures that people overlook. The, the, ah, good. And so... The, and when I say that, what, I'm, what I really mean is that I think they've had years of experience that enables them to pass on wisdom to younger generations. And if the younger generations will be receptive to hearing and listening from these people, then I think they could learn a lot that would help them to embrace the whole concept of growing older. So I started a blog and I started after the book uh, and I started the blog. And then I got interested in podcasts. When I was listening to some podcasts, I said, wow, I really like, I would, I think I'd be pretty good at this. And I think it'd be interesting. So the concept was let's get people on the show who have reached a ripe old age and they're growing older. As I would say with gusto, they're positive, they're productive. They're not sitting around saying these are the rusty years. They, they don't look at life that way and mm. see what they, and see what they have to say. And so that's how the podcast began. It's so funny that you say that because, uh, again, kindred spirits, we travel along similar lines. I have this program that I call The Wisdom of Our Elders, where I go around to senior homes and interview one or two people in each of the senior homes I go to to see what they will tell us about, will tell younger people about living life in the best way we can. In fact, my recent episode was for with a 94-year-old, which I enjoyed very much. So, you know, I, I agree that we have a national treasure residing in our older folks. Right. And to expose this natural treasure, to get our culture to appreciate this, is part of what you, both you and I are doing. I really find that people who are growing older in a positive, productive way usually have a lot of energy. They're not mm. people who sit around. 
and mm. watch TV and can tell you the latest and greatest on Netflix right now. But no, seriously, they are on the move. They are um, keeping up with things. They're interested in other people. They're interested in travel. They're interested in learning and continuing to just move ahead. They don't focus on the past so much. They focus on the present moment. They this don't really, really dwell important. on passing away. They, they're just living life. You, you mentioned something that I find really important. I've been studying this aging thing, as you have, for a little while now. And in all the silver inspirations that I have met, I call them silver inspirations, mm-hmm. and all the silver inspirations I have met, they don't hang on to the past as much as they're still creating a future for themselves. Correct. And this is one of the lessons I've picked up, you know, that you know, my, my intentions for life still reside in my future, not in my past. And although my past has many valuable lessons and lots of great memories and accomplishments and stuff like that, it's not over yet. There's more to come. And this has been, um, you know, one of the key features that I have found in talking to older people, how much they still have or still look into the future. So, now, you've spoken to a number of people at this point. You have a number of episodes and mm-hmm. podcasts, you know, um, speaking to a wide variety of people. How do you consolidate everything that you're learning from all these people? You know, I'm sure in these conversations you have, you know, uncovered things that you did not know before. Just summarize the lessons that you've... Okay, I will tell you there are probably five threads that run throughout a lot of my interviews with these guests and and a woman that I did have on the podcast who I wouldn't really consider super older but I call her a super ager which we can talk about later she works with older people too and she calls them the amazings which I thought was cute <laughs> um the amazing but there, there were as I said there are about five threads that that are common throughout a lot of my interviews the first is to stay relevant and that includes technology um really staying in tune with what's going on in the world. So you want to always stay relevant. These people, I guarantee you know what TikTok is. And it's not, <laughs> it's not a clock beating. <laughs> um, the other thread is social connections. Staying mm. close to your family and your friends. And it doesn't have to be like a huge group of people, but at least have mm. a handful of people that you're in contact with regularly. Third thread, sound body and mind. These people are into exercise, eating well, working out and learning, constantly learning. And they do that in a variety of ways, whether it's through book clubs or um, classes at universities or reading books that they never had a chance to read before. The fourth thread is really crucial. And that is having a purpose to your life. Why, why are you waking up in the morning? What are you here to do? So that was really important. And the fifth is having a positive attitude. Just list those again for my listeners to make sure that just listen briefly. Staying relevant, Mm -hmm. social connections, sound body and mind, purpose in life, positive attitude. For me personally, one of the biggest ones here in this list that you've created here is purpose. 
to yeah, know but- why I get up in the morning. Of course, all of these are important. I tend to stay in a in well unusual shape, you know, fitness shape for. A person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I'm not saying that people need to do this. Right. To, you know, uh, I, I tend to enjoy this kind of passion and take pride in being called the grandfather of strength. But, you know, so for me, the biggest one is purpose and having a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Things are always changing. And you have right. to know that there's never any good without bad and bad without good. They travel together. And once you realize this, it was an old person who helped me to understand this. Um, once we realize that there's always good with the bad and always bad with the good, we have a different way of looking at this. We start to form a different way of seeing both the good and the bad to, you know, in a more wholesome, helpful manner. We don't get as depressed with the bad. We don't get as elated with the good. That could be a good or bad thing you decide. But these five things stay relevant, social connections, pay attention to your body and mind, have a purpose and stay positive. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Sure. On to my next question for you is, um, now you've been speaking, this podcast of yours is been instrumental in your life because it gives you part a portion of your purpose not all of it but it gives you a portion of your purpose um as does mine for me what have you learned as a person what you know how has this podcast changed you let's say let me reframe that a little bit differently before you started this podcast or even blogging about this whole area of aging how tell me about what has happened to you during this time while you've been engaged in this kind of pursuit I think that listening to these people that are guests on the show have has been life affirming and reconfirming things that I probably thought and never really thought too deeply about. But then when you keep hearing the same things coming up, you realize that it is really important. As you know, Gail, our culture tends to treat our elders a little bit differently than all of that. Yes, um, indeed. Um, the whole idea of people becoming invisible as they get into their 80s and 90s or being thrown under the bus during a board meeting, is it's very unsettling. I, I know other cultures that I've traveled to or read about, the Philippines being one, the South Pacific Islands, they in China, they revere older people. In fact, one of the South Pacific Islands that I visited, they were telling us that they actually go to the cemetery and invite people back for a meal, their spirits, mm. at certain holiday times. Other civilizations actually bury their ancestors in the front yard. I mean, that's a little extreme. However, sure. um, I just think it goes to show you that they really do revere the elder people. I've heard some stories of other cultures that, you know, give me cause to pause in terms of how much they respect the older people. When, in for example, I was recently told of the Alaskan cultures and the indigenous people up there, how how crucial the older people are to their culture, to their government. Mm-hmm. They you know they don't make many decisions without the advice of the elders. And there's a whole in most villages there's a a central building that's devoted and dedicated to the elders where the elders will hang out, et cetera, et cetera. And younger people will come there 
seeking advice, almost like a guru going to the top of a mountain or something like that. Yeah. You know? um, wow. And so, um, but here in our in our culture, we don't we sort of marginalize the older people. I have this commercial that I say we need to learn how to grow older in this culture because the consequence of not knowing it is things like frailty, poverty, isolation. If we do not know how to grow older, we tend to suffer the infirmities of growing older in this culture. And so that's how I came up with the name of the aging Academy. Yeah. So that's great. I like we, that. Teach, we teach us how to get older in a more productive, positive, helpful, wellful way. So um, now the, you said you've been um, exposed to the Philippines culture. Well, and- reading about it. I haven't lived there. I haven't traveled there actually, but I've read about it. And okay. uh, so from what I've read, they do uh, have a lot of interaction with older people. They don't cast them aside. So as easily as I think we do. And I also think it's the media in this country. They have so much attention played on younger people because they think that's their buying demographic, I suppose. But that's not necessarily yeah. true as we, right. as you and I as, both know. Right. The demographics for older people is, is increasing. Have changed, right. Radically, yeah. So if you if a market is not paying attention to the older people, it's missing quite a bit of opportunity these days. I live in a city, and to help wheelchairs get around the city, they have these curbs that are gently sloped so that mm-hmm. this transition from the street to the curb is is easier for a wheelchair. Now, that was initially done for our olders. However, Everybody takes advantage of that. Skateboards, bicycles, everybody takes advantage of that. And I've seen other areas where paying attention to our olders benefits an entire culture. You know, just yeah. like that sloping sidewalk now benefits everybody. And so, um, and so I'm often encouraging people to understand that the benefits we get by paying attention to every segment of the population spreads itself through the entire population. That's a great observation. Once we learn how to take care of our olders, we learn, we've learned how to take care of so many, so much more in our culture than we did before. So, and another question I've heard you in this conversation and in researching you, you use a rather cute term which I wanted to explore with you because I have similar terms. You, you call them super agers. Mm-hmm. Where did that term come from? I, I think that's just sort of a good spin on people who are all gener- trans, it transports all generations, whether you're in your eighties, nineties, thirties, forties, fifties, if you're somebody who is um, doing all the right things in order to get to the next part of their life, giving the threads that I mentioned earlier in this podcast, mm-hmm. um, I would consider those people to be super agers. Now, some people we think super agers are only people who are like a hundred plus, And those people are definitely super agers. But <laughs> I think anyone who's interested in growing older with gusto is in my book considered a super ager. I, I would most definitely agree. Um, so how you are using that term is I'm using another term in my area to describe that same concept called silver inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who inspires um, older people. It's not, it does, it's not confined to older people, of course, because young people, old people, you know, older people, 
that we all need to understand and embrace this concept of maturing. And this concept of maturing takes on so many different levels. And there are people all around us that can inspire variety of things as we mature on into our lives. And I call these people silver inspirations. You know, like I try to be one of them with my fitness level, not that people should be doing what I do, but yeah, the, you know, just being able to inspire a better dialogue when it comes to aging. That's what you're all about, Mm -hmm. how you and I discovered each other. So how do I, you know, I, I want my listeners to, to hear some of the conversations that you have had. I've had so many wonderful ones and I I've selected a few that I think your listeners would enjoy hearing about because they're very different. Um, I have one that actually was uh, put on the podcast today that we did Monday. This is a man in his late seventies who was, he's reinvented himself several times. He was the spokesperson for the old Max Manson Mitsubishi commercial, which was the longest running commercial in Chicago. He (laughs) was a writer for George Carlin and the intros for Saturday Night Live. He owned two agencies. He is now at his age being asked to be the spokesperson for Prevagen, which is, as you've probably seen the commercials on TV, the mood, uh, not mood, memory enhancing mm-hmm. over the counter. And so he's back in the game. And that's what he calls himself being in, back in the game. He's always in the game. And he's really interesting, funny guy. So he's on this week. Um, I my one of my very first, very first um, people on the show was a woman who was the first woman, and she's in her nineties now, to be an executive at a large advertising agency here in Chicago called J. Walter Thompson. And this woman, to this day, is she is would walk to Millennial Park, which is our our concert park here in Chicago. She would walk. I've been from there. Her, I've been there. Okay, so and she's a big. Um, supporter of the arts in Chicago. The woman doesn't let any grass go under her feet. So she was very interesting. Um, I also had someone on the show, Ken Brown, who, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, Ken Brown was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer after treatment, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with his oncologist. He's still practicing law. He's an amazing guy. His glass isn't half full. It's over filling it's all you know it's spilling over Uh (laughs) he's really great and then i had a young woman on recently who she really melted my heart she had a very close relationship with her grandmother and she realized when her grandmother got into her 90s that she was falling a lot and she thought what can i do to help people from falling as they get older and she start she has a startup company she's ceo and she has an online custom design program for people to learn how to get older and not fall. How great is that? Interesting. You know, that's funny. I used to tell people one of the reasons why I go to the gym every day and get as fit as I am because I practice falling every single day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, the, you know, they say the biggest cause of injury and death in people our age or, and older is falling. So as yeah. a consequence, I've been practicing falling since my fifties. <laughs> well, if you have any tips, let us know. <laughs> I think that's great. It's smart actually. But you know, that's, you know, that's part of my exercise regimen anyway, of getting, going down and getting up. The people that you just listed, 
I noticed mm-hmm. I noticed something about them, except maybe one or two of them. But the, of the people you just listed, I noticed that there was a characteristic that I want to question you about. Mm-hmm. Many of the people that you interviewed have a past behind them that is impressive. For example, you know, I have a, a fitness past behind me that mm-hmm. people can look at. But many many of us that are getting older don't have the accolades or the achievements behind us, yet we still must find ways to get right. older successfully. So I wanted both you and I, because this is something that is just occurring to me now as I'm talking to you, when my past has been, I'm going to theorize, when my past has been nothing but ordinary, but my future wants to be extraordinary. I think how, people- do, we, how do we make that kind of transition from ordinary to extraordinary as we get older? I think if people look into themselves a little bit and maybe do some mind mapping and try, everybody has certain gifts. Mm -hmm. Some people are good at speaking. Some people are good at writing. Some people are good at listening to people's problems. Everybody has a gift that's innate. If, if they can tap into that and it's something they enjoy doing, I think that that can help them rise to a different level of, of lifetime satisfaction. So they don't have that feeling that they're just, quote, taking up space as they grow older. Yes. So I think what I'm hearing from you, I'm going to paraphrase, is we all have some unique way of giving back. Right. And as we get older and older, giving back becomes more and more important. It sort of defines who we are or who we are becoming, and we're always becoming. Yeah. You know, so, I, I just to this thought just crossed my mind. I just recently lost my last uncle of that generation. So no more older people. And I always uh, marveled at the fact that he loved to talk on the phone, but he never ever complained about any physical ailments. And I know he had them, but I always remember, I've got to remember this when I'm his age, if I should be so lucky, he was 97. um, You have to, those are things you can learn. And those don't necessarily make somebody like, have a great accolade, as you would say, but they're mm-hmm. just, they're special. They yes. can impart that wisdom. But that's the little wisdoms that that people can impart. Well, you bring up another important point here. We don't always have to be so out there in order to be as accomplished. These exactly. quiet heroes, so to speak. You know, right. For example, your uncle who never complained about anything as he was getting older and older. You're, you know, the your relative who always seems to have a positive attitude about everything, no matter what, you know, these people are quiet heroes that still inspire us. You don't have to be doing handstands at the edge of cliffs in order to be (laughs) inspirational. (laughs) Um, Although that is very inspirational. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, like, you know, like for example, someone, I got this idea from someone else who said, I want people to watch me get older. I said, why do you want people to watch you get older? Because there's so much to learn for others to learn. And I would like to have them learn it from me as they, as they watch me get older. And I adopted that idea. I call myself mm-hmm. an aging pioneer. You know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, so even though I'm 70, I have so many people say you wear your age very well. I'm trying to help them understand, as someone else you recently interviewed said, no one else makes it out of here alive. No one makes it out alive. And everything that happens to us is just simply an inconvenience until we die. You know? right. um, and so I think it was David yeah. Lear who said that. 
And so, um, you know, these are important mindsets for us all to wear. And you're doing your part by sharing those kinds of mindsets so that other people can hear them and hopefully adopt to them themselves. So how do people get in touch with you, your website, your podcast? The the website will lead you to the podcast and the blog. So go to www.growingolderwithgusto.com. And of course, I love to hear comments. So if you'd like to email me at growingolderwithgusto at Mm gmail.com, I will return all, all comments and emails. Can we get to your podcast in iTunes? I am on, yes, I am on iTunes. Okay. I believe I am. Um, that's I am on like with- six different uh, different channels there. The and I can, you know what? I can send you a list. How's oh, that would be good. I can put it on my show notes page. Okay. Well, Gail Zuckerman, can you, you know, can you pronounce your last name for me? Zuckerman. Zucker, like sugar. Zucker. Sugarman. Yeah, right. Zuckerman. Sure. Yeah, okay. Zuckerman. <laughs> but all right, you can call me Sugarman. That's okay. I'll I'll respond. That's a good one too. Well, it's been a pleasure here. Um, you know, like I'm just so happy to meet someone else who's also trying to change this aging dialogue that we have in our nation, our nation, and to combat the stereotypes that right. are all around us. You know, ageism, the ageism, ageism, right? It is all around us, and we fall for it in so many ways. I'm trying to teach people. The more education we have about this ageism, the more we can combat it. It's like any other ism in our country at this point in time. You know, right. So. right. It would, thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it was I such a pleasure. It. I'm so happy to have met you. I'm, you know, kindred spirits must stay right. in contact with each other. Absolutely. We will speak again, Gail. Okay. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And there you have it. It was such a pleasure comparing notes with Gail. I certainly hope you found some useful suggestions and or inspiration in that chat. I will have information on the show notes page about how you can contact Gail directly. She has many interesting episodes in addition to the ones we spoke of in this conversation. Please refer to the opening few minutes of this podcast episode as to how to access the show notes page for this episode. You will find additional information about Gail and her Growing Older with Gusto podcast. And so, until next time... Thanks for listening to the Aging Academy podcast with Lee Moat. Check out more content and resources by visiting the show notes pages on the Aging Academy website at theagingacademy.com. That's the Aging Academy, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us on our journey of learning the many ways of growing older without growing old. Yeah.